We're very thankful today to be joined by Darren Bailey. He is a state senator running for governor in the election to be held on November the 8th. Uh, Senator Bailey, thank you so much for the time. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity to get the message of hope out across Illinois. I appreciate it. So uh, not much time remains until the election, and much of the news is always about polling uh, in these sorts of elections. And, of course, the Pritzker campaign says they're uh, leading, and, of course, your polling says that it's a tight race. Uh, So for folks out here who read the headlines, who's right? Well, I will tell you this. Uh, It it, it is amazing with two weeks left. Gosh, it seems like it was uh, two months and six months and a year ago, and and, uh, here we are. So I just want to take people back about four months ago during the primary when actually I was in the very exact same spot that I am now. And I confidently proclaimed that uh, we are winning. And uh, we took a six-way race by almost 60% of the vote. Uh, that was a historic uh, That was a historic vote, even across the nation. So I just, uh, you know, I've been very consistent in what I've said. Uh, I've been, when I say something, I do it. I mean it. I don't lie. I don't make things up. We just, we, we address it the way it is. I'm a farmer, a business person, and uh, let's just cut to the, you know, cut to the chase. And, um, you know, Governor Pritzker, uh, on the other hand, uh, even, even in the last two debates, I mean, the man can't stand on his, you know, own uh, what he's done. He, he will not own uh, what he's created across Illinois with failed schools, high taxes and, and uh, you know, uh, lawless lawlessness across the state. So if I was going to uh, look at Mr. Pritzker and, and try to take him at his word, I, I'd have a hard time doing that. And uh, like I said, just go back about four months ago during the primary. You'll see that we were exactly in the same spot. Some of the polling were, were saying that we were even going to come in third and fourth and not dead last. And, and uh, look what we did. And so I think what I'm hearing you say is that uh, polling is subject to the person who's asking the questions. And so the, the <laughs> that, poll, that is exactly right. Thank you. And and the poll, of course, that matters will be the one on November the 8th. And it will be important that people uh, turn out and vote. I think part of your uh, message, of course, has been that folks need to show up and vote, uh, period, especially those in rural Illinois, if you're going to win this election. We do. This whole uh, apathetic mindset of my vote doesn't matter or it won't matter. I mean, uh, that's wrong. And that's not. To, I love when I'm in large groups speaking. I, I love to get our veterans to stand up, the men and the women who have served our country and sacrificed time. And, 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 and in some instances, literally put their life on, on the line. And in all instances, you know, uh, we're available to do that if called. And, and uh, th- these men and women, they serve to protect our freedoms and Today, the rest of us, we've got the responsibility to uphold our freedom, and we do that by showing up to vote. One day, one moment, show up right now during the week, vote early, cast your vote, and don't you dare subscribe to this theory that your vote doesn't matter because we are going to do something historic in Illinois this year. And, uh, man, I want everybody to be a part of that. And even our campaign, we're, uh, we're training. We, we're, we're pushing for 4,000 uh, poll watchers, and, and we're, we're, we're almost there and placing these people. That's just our campaign. There's other groups of uh, uh, training poll watchers out there, and we're going to emulate what Virginia did a year ago. We've got 90-plus. Uh, 
percent of our our race is filled with good freedom loving people common sense people who want change and we're going to uh, uh, you know we're going to protect integrity of our of our voting by having men and women a constitutional position that's been ignored uh, serving as election judges and poll watchers and it's not too late to sign up and be a part of that why is it important that there be a uh, multitude of poll watchers in this uh, election. Well, so it's law, and like I said, I, I've taken a lot of this for advantage. You know, advantages I've taken advantage of. I've just not really paid attention to it because we're working and we're busy with life. But law says that when you show up to vote, there must be a one Republican and one Democrat uh, election judge. So when you walk up to vote to cast your ballot, you usually got at least two people sitting there that you answer to that check your signature, and and they're kind of the sheriffs of the polling place. And and I also like to remind people. That you know the the county clerk that you elect, they are the sheriff of the election essentially in that county. So very important that those that the election judges and there can be more than one uh, on each side. Well, they determine if there's a question in play about somebody's signature, or address, or you know whether or not that they legitimately could vote. Uh, it's the election judges that determine that. So uh, some cases, especially up in Cook County, uh, Republicans don't show up. To serve as election judges, so a sitting bench judge just handpicks someone and puts them in that position to fulfill, you know, the constitutional requirement. But it's very important to uh, to show up and be a part of that to to just monitor the process and, and so that we can regain trust in our election process. And and then poll watchers, uh, they're trained and they kind of sit in the background and they've got the list of the names of all the registered voters in that precinct and and they monitor early voting, mail-in voting, and they're watching the people that come in that. Day and they're watching the process, even with the election judges. And and if there's any problems or concerns, well, then uh, you know we're able to connect with uh, election attorneys that would be available uh, throughout this process, just to make sure that everything goes smoothly and and constitutionally as it should. It's, it boils down like just like life does in this in this great nation of this great state. It boils down to people. People make the difference. And if you don't show up. Uh, then sometimes things go awry. But if we show up uh, on or before November 8th, we're going to uh, change history here, not just in our state, but in our nation. Senator, what was your reaction to the new federal filing regarding AT&T and the ongoing uh, Madigan investigation? You know, it's heartbreaking, but yet it's what I've been witnessing the last four years in Springfield, uh, you know, up here in, in, in Chicago, the red light cameras. I mean, there's just corruption is rampant. Uh, this pay to play. Uh, we have got to elect honorable men and women, businessmen and women with integrity. We've got to do our due diligence for these people that we are casting our votes for uh, judges. Get to know who these judges are that you're, uh, you know, reelecting or, or electing for the first time. It all again, just what I said before. People, it boils down to people, and uh, and and there is no doubt that over the years in Springfield and even here in Chicago, our elected officials have have bred a, uh, you know, a climate of corruption. And uh, when you allow uh, that, then, uh, you know, this this whole pay-to-play mentality of of business, of uh, special interest groups coming in and and, and, and stuffing dollars in your pocket for a vote or for a policy, uh, that that is the very fabric of what's destroying 
uh, our freedoms, our state, and our country. So I'm glad that it. Uh, I'm glad that it's been brought to light. And I would suspect that in the days ahead, we're going to see more people, uh, you know, come forward and be fleshed out that uh, have been a part of this corruption. And we have got to stop it because it's destroying our freedoms. Senator Darren Bailey is with us today. He's running for governor on November the eighth. Uh, there were some of my listeners who were surprised and I think maybe misinterpreted your response during the first debate on the question of abortion. Could you talk about your pro-life stance, perhaps help people understand why you would be limited in your ability to repeal some of the laws in the state of Illinois if you were elected governor? I appreciate that, man. I'm, I am pro-life, you know, to the T, and, and I've been endorsed by all the pro-life groups. And, and But the reality is Governor Pritzker's trying to push the narrative uh, to these moral issues. And, and uh, you know, I, yes, they need fixed, but the reality is in Illinois, in a, in a Democrat-controlled environment, you can't bring about those nothing is going to change because i as governor it is the it is the general assembly that brings those bills uh, to me to sign and and uh, i just want to make sure people understand that governor pritzker is simply fear-mongering to say that when darren gets in he's going to do this this and this uh it, it, it's it's you know it's it's fear-mongering it's a lie and it's what governor pritzker does best but but the reality is none of that matters if we can't unify ourselves and work together and and that's one thing that governor pritzker has not been able to do. He has not been able to unify anyone. He's not been able to bring anyone together. But instead, he's he's chosen to push his uh, you know his terrible gender ideology, his woke ideology into our classroom. So so the reality is when I back up and ask everyone and, and we have these conversations on, on life and choice, I back up sometimes and I just say, okay, let's just hold up for a minute because over the last four years. Uh, number one, are, are, you know, do you agree that our schools have failed? Yes. Do you agree that our taxes have increased and people are leaving the state? Yes. And do you agree that it's uh, really not safe to live anywhere in Illinois? And it's especially not going to be on January 1st. And the answers to those are, are yes. So, and then another question is, well, what about parental notification? You know, the governor Pritzker uh, pushed and then signed a bill into law that, you know, that children can, you know, they can't go on field trips without their parents knowing about it. They can't take an aspirin at school without their parents knowing about it. But they can, uh, you know, they can sure as heck go get an abortion without their parents knowing about it. And this is just the, the, the ideology that Governor Pritzker adheres to. So we've got to work within what we can work with and get done in Illinois. And so that was my, that was the comment that was, uh, that was why I said that because, you know, being a governor, I can't do anything in and of myself other than what the general assembly brings to me. And that's up to the people across the state to elect, you know, men and women into office that, uh, that, you know, that would work to those means. Senator Darren Bailey with us. Uh, we're up against time, but I'm ask one more question before we let you go today. Maybe two. Uh, one of the things that I deal with as mayor of Murfreesboro, as I wear dual roles and mayor of Murfreesboro and also run on the radio station, I hear about it all the time. You hear about it all the time is fentanyl. Um, we have a, a country awash in this drug. Illinois uh, is the same. Is there anything that you would do as governor to help try to stem the tide of that deadly drug? So there's no doubt that uh, a lot of this flow is coming from, you know, the southern border. So why I, I called on Governor Pritzker to insist on the on the Joe Biden to to get the border under control and stop this inflow of, uh, you know, illegal migration. Uh, 
Illinois is a sanctuary state, so federal officials cannot, you know, cannot, you know, pursue this. That must end. And then finally, we've simply got to got to raise the bar for a law and order uh, up here in Chicago. Plus, Chicago's living this last weekend, 52 shootings and 11 deaths. I mean, people need to understand this will be the story of Illinois after January 1st if we don't get Pritzker out and repeal the Safety Act. Many times when police officers bring someone into the station and arrest, that the person they bring in is released before the police officer gets done uh, filling out their, uh, uh, their, their, their paperwork. So, no, uh, there's a lot that we can do, but, we've, but we're headed in the wrong direction. If a man or if uh, uh, the Safety Act uh, is allowed to continue, uh, we're going to be a wash in this uh, uh, filth of, of, of fentanyl and these illicit drugs that are coming in. And, but the only way we can stop it is to get stop stop the Safety Act and uh, begin to build up uh, law and order, uh, close the inflow of uh, illegal migration, and uh, make sure that we you know empower the men and women who are serving. Senator, how many meetings do you think you've had in the last year? Well, you can see about a third of it. If you go on our Facebook page, Darren Bailey for Governor, you see what we are doing every day. Uh, on average, uh, five to six, literally every day. Uh, we're in a different church somewhere across the state, at least uh, one church on Sunday, sometimes two, and, and then many organizations. So, yeah, if you, uh, if you just calculate literally every day, I'm going to be conservative and I'm going to say five per day. Uh, that's uh, That would pretty well that, that get you kind of close. But it's been amazing. People are looking for hope. They're looking for help, and uh, they're, they're wanting to restore this state, and that's what it's all about, and I believe it's happening. Illinois State Senator Darren Bailey running for governor. He'll be on the ballot November the 8th. You can, of course, find him online. Uh, I'll give you the final word if there's anything I didn't ask about that you wanted to be sure to mention. Well, I want to mention that uh, Amendment 1, uh, you got to vote no for Amendment 1. It has nothing to do with workers' rights. Amendment 1 has nothing to do with wages and benefits. Amendment 1 is a special interest takeover. So if you're frustrated about some of this stuff with uh, you know, AT&T and these outside groups coming in, if you want to give teachers' unions the ability to bargain for curriculum, that should be you know the responsibility of our parents. Well, then, and if you want your, you know, Amendment 1 is going to make government cost more. It's that simple. It has nothing to do with wages and benefits. Wages and benefits are workers' rights are not under threat without Amendment 1. So vote no and otherwise go to baileyforillinois.com and uh, join our movement and I'd be honored to have your, have your partnership. Senator, have a great day. Thank you.